My name is Sash and welcome to the ninth episode of The Thing with Tech, where I'll talk about the thing with hardware made by software companies. First off, I'm really sorry that this episode got delayed so much. This episode is actually a bit longer and even a bit technical. It took me some time to properly compile this episode and also there were some technical problems on my end which delayed it even further. Anyway, let's get straight into it. Hardware made by software companies, that's a mouthful. But what do I exactly mean by that? Hardware made by software companies are electronic devices produced by companies who are majorly known for their software. For example, the Pixel smartphone made by Google, a company known for its web services and also for developing Android, the operating system running on most of the smartphones in the entire world. Another example is the Surface laptop lineup of Microsoft, another company known for making productivity softwares and also Windows. So what's wrong with them? I mean, no one ever said that the hardware made by these companies is bad. And I completely agree. In fact, I feel like the hardware made by these companies is pretty damn good. But still, an average user usually never prefers the products made by Microsoft or Google. So what's the reason for that? Well, we have to look at both the advantages and the disadvantages these types of devices offer. And before we get into this, yes, this episode was inspired by the Pixel 4, but like all the other episodes, there's a lot more to it than just the Pixel. Anyway, let's get back to the point. The biggest advantage with these devices is obviously the software. The two biggest software companies who also make hardware is Google and Microsoft. And most, if not all the hardware they release runs on their own software. More importantly, this same software is used by millions of other devices made by other companies too. So any update or change to these softwares end up affecting a lot more people than the users of the devices made by the software's company. Like an update in Android would obviously affect the Pixel users, but it will also affect almost every other smartphone user because Android is the most popular operating system on the market. Everyone from big brands like Samsung and OnePlus to small brands like Xiaomi and Huawei use Android on their phone. They do so because of two reasons. First off, Android is open source. So basically, anyone can access the internal structure of Android and tweak with it however they may want to. This is why we see kind of a different version of Android on every other phone. Secondly, and more importantly, Google themselves are open to partnership with other manufacturers to provide their own apps and support on Android. With Windows, the story is same. Microsoft is also open to partnerships with other brands where they provide again all their apps and updates. And this really makes it evident that both Microsoft and Google are very important software companies. Now, when you think about these two companies making hardware where their own softwares will run, you would think that the software on this hardware would be absolutely flawless and get very, very regular updates. And that's exactly the case. The Pixel is usually the first phone to get a new version of Android. If any bugs are discovered in the software of the Pixel, they're fixed immediately and gets regular security updates. Same thing goes with the Surface lineup too. This software support makes these devices stand out of the bunch and the people who prefer to have a great software experience all the time end up loving these devices. Another big advantage with these devices is that they run the cleanest version of Android without any kind of clutter. For example, as I said before, almost every other phone manufacturer tweaks Android to customize it a bit and make it their own. Like OnePlus has their Hydrogen OS, which is based on Android. It's almost Android with some tweaks. Samsung does the same thing and calls their version of Android One UI. And One UI is heavily skinned, which means that it's substantially different from the stock version of Android. While this isn't a bad thing, it still makes the operating system use a lot more memory and power. In some cases, it even makes the phone a bit slower, like with MIUI developed by Xiaomi. On the other hand, all tech enthusiasts will agree that the best version of both Android and Windows is the stock version. 
The stock version is generally really fast and light too, which means that it doesn't use up as much memory as say One UI or any other non-stock version of Android or Windows. Moreover, it doesn't have two built-in apps to do the same thing. For example, OnePlus has its own gallery app and file manager, and Samsung has their own gallery app, their own browser, their own music player, their own every damn thing. Well, how is this bad? Well, as you may remember from before, I said that Google provides support for Android to their partner companies. This is one of the supports. Google preloads Android with their own apps, their own photos app, their own music player, their own file manager, etc. Now, when companies like Samsung and OnePlus use Android, they include their own apps as well, which essentially results in two apps which perform the same function. This obviously results in a lot of confusion and a general cluttering of the software with so many apps doing the same thing, which isn't present in devices made by Google or Microsoft. Moreover, the general integration of external apps is also amazing on such devices because the developers want to develop the app for the clean stock version of the software. And these are usually the only devices which run this software. So pretty much all the apps are integrated very well in these devices with almost no bugs or errors. So those are pretty much all the major advantages with hardware made by software companies. In a nutshell, the software experience and support is just amazing. Now onto the disadvantages. The reason why even after wonderful software experience, almost no user prefers to use these devices. So firstly, I feel like such devices usually underdeliver. Say that we travel back in time when Android existed, but devices made by Google didn't. If at that time I asked you to think about a device made by Google, you'd probably think of the perfect device, which is better than any other Android device. You'd think Google would probably make a phone which is perfectly suited and optimized for Android. And because good Android devices exist already, an optimized device would probably be better or at least of the same potential, right? But uh, no. When Google released their Nexus lineup, they were still good devices. But other companies like HTC, LG and Samsung were still better in some aspects at the time. And the Nexus lineup also was not made by Google themselves. It was usually made by say LG. Uh, I remember one being made by Motorola and HTC. One was also made by Samsung. So Google was majorly just providing their software, right? So that's why Nexus was really, really popular at the time. But now with the Pixel lineup, when Google has started making their own devices, we see that these devices don't have the best hardware out of all the devices available. Usually Samsung and OnePlus, they have better hardware in general. And right now, a lot of people would rather go with Samsung or OnePlus than getting the Pixel. The others have more features, better design, and maybe even a better performance overall. The same exact case is with Microsoft too. People would rather pick a HP, Dell, Razer, or LG than getting the Surface laptops. This is the case because both the Pixel and the Surface are underpowered for the price. If you look at the price of these devices and look at other devices in the same segment, you'd find out that other devices exist with a much more attractive set of specifications for the same price. For example, even though the Pixel came out after the OnePlus 7T, it still doesn't have a Snapdragon 855 Plus. And they didn't even include a fingerprint scanner on the device. I agree that the face unlock technology is really advanced and actually really good. But still, lack of fingerprint scanner is just a missing feature, which is present on other devices around the same price segment. Because of this reason, I personally don't consider the advanced facial recognition a new feature. It's just a necessary replacement of another feature. And on the downside, it brings a very big, ugly top chin with it. Maybe the underpowering is because both Google and Microsoft think the software is too optimized for the hardware to be better. And that's a valid thought. 
After all, Apple does the same thing and pulls it off fairly successfully. Even though Apple phones have rather low amount of RAM and a less powerful battery, iOS is so optimized that it doesn't need anything more to perform good. Maybe Google and Microsoft think the same way, but I feel that they forget that both Android and Windows is used by a lot more devices. So those operating systems are just made in a way to run decently on basically any damn device. And this means that they can't really be specifically tailored to the needs of a single device. This is the entire reason all the other phone and computer manufacturers boast pretty mind-blowing specs on the high end. Because Android and Windows can only be optimized up to a point, all these manufacturers use really powerful hardware so that even if Android or Windows turn out to be really inefficient, the hardware would be enough to run the operating system without any hiccups. Google and Microsoft definitely optimize their own devices a lot. But again, just because of the sheer nature of their operating systems, it's just impossible to do it like Apple. Another big disadvantage of these devices is the price. I've been hinting at this. The prices of both the Pixel and all the devices in the Surface lineup are pretty high. Sure, they're still not as much high as some other premium devices, but those other devices also offer a lot more. But the thing is that you can get arguably better devices for the price of the Pixel or the Surface for the same price. Why is this so? I really don't know. I just have a couple of theories as to why this is the case. One of the reasons I feel this is the case is because generally, these devices are really really good in just one feature. Like the Pixel has always been known for its great great camera. Even this time around, Pixel manages to have one of the best cameras in any smartphone. And even the Surface Book manages to be one of the best on-the-go editing machines. Especially in a tablet form factor. So they have their perks which are kind of exclusive to them and is made possible by the excellent software support. The camera of the Pixel is one of the best because the image processing is really good. While the optimization and the entire thing with the Surface Pen makes the Surface Book a really powerful tablet with a great potential. Maybe this is why both Google and Microsoft charge so much. Another reason maybe is because both Google and Microsoft, as I've already said like a million times, are predominantly software companies. And because of that, they don't really focus too much on hardware, which means that their goal isn't really to sell a lot of hardware either. A lot of customers also see them as software companies and don't really tend to buy hardware from them. Because of this, a substantially lower number of devices are manufactured and sold by both Google and Microsoft. And we all know that the lower the number of production, the higher the cost of production. This may just be another reason as to why they're priced so high. My last theory as to why these devices are priced so high is that both Google and Microsoft may be charging for just the operating system. The stock clean experience, the fast updates, the reliability and the security patches, all of them are things which are somewhat exclusive to these devices. And although they sound like pretty basic software support, if we think about it, really no other company which runs Android or Windows in their devices offers such a great experience. So this might very well be the reason for the high price. Whatever the reason may be, we can't deny that these devices do cost a lot and at the end of the day, the cost is the main factor of any purchase. So obviously, we have to consider this as a major disadvantage. Now with all the pros and cons of such devices listed, we can sort of see why these devices are not really even meant for normal users. They're meant for users who value the software of their device a lot more than the hardware and who could compromise on some features to have a clean software experience. In my opinion, they're best suited for developers so that they can have a clear idea about the stock version of the operating systems and make optimized apps because we know that if some app works perfectly on the stock version of Windows or Android, then it'll work decently even at its worst on a skinned or bloated version. 
Also, I'm really sorry if this episode got a bit more technical than the other ones, but I actually had a lot of fun making this episode, which is why it took a bit more time. And not even a bit more time, it took like a week, I'm sorry. <laughs> With that, I'll end this episode. Catch you next Friday. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.